football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moko. Finally got someone else to talk with me today. We got Reed. On the on the podcast, I I we honestly funny enough we were texting about this like I didn't expect to record tonight because I got out so late from work, and, and then Reed's yeah, like, "Boy, are we recording or not tonight?" <laughs> you said nine thirty, and it's like ten o'clock. I'm yeah. like, "God, what are we doing?" I didn't even get home till ten o'clock. I was like, "Nah, Reed's not gonna be Reed's gonna be uh, like immobilized in bed or watching the game or something like that. He's not gonna be uh want to record, but he wanted to record, so you know, I I love oh, it. I was ready. All I was right, ready yeah. There is plenty of stuff to talk about, especially because um, first thing I actually wanted to get your uh, opinions like quickly before we run into the stuff we talked about uh, briefed ourselves earlier. Like, what are your thoughts on the Danny H and uh, Brad Stevens stuff? Like, real quick, as like an outside NBA fan, like just quick thoughts on that. You mean like um, Brad Stevens going uh, to, to be president? President, now? yeah, and then yeah, Danny H retiring. I think it's interesting. Um, I'm gonna say that I didn't expect it. Um, you know, because I've I've only known Brad Stevens as a coach. So um, it did catch me a little off guard, but I think that he's definitely a good leader and we've seen him do good things on the Celtics. So I think he's going to be a great front office piece, but at the same time, now the Celtics have to bring in another good coach because Brad Stevens was obviously a very good coach. So the Celtics need to bring in someone that, um, you know, is equally as good as him. Yeah. If I have Woj actually uh, tweeted this out uh, from sources that he has, there's a list of potential coaches that uh, Brad Stevens is looking at. So, the first one and the biggest name that everyone wants is Chauncey Billups from the Clippers. Right. Is I think that'd be great. And mm-hmm. then you have Dar, uh, Darren, uh, Dar, Darvin Ham and Charles Lee from the Bucks. I've never heard of those guys. Uh, Jamil, I don't know how to say this. Is J A M A H L Mosley, assistant uh, uh, coach for the Mavericks. And then Ime Oduku Odoka from the Nets. One of your assistant oh, coaches. Okay. So yeah. that's the list of coaches that are potentially getting interviewed for the job. I mean, anything. I mean, Chauncey Bell stand up. I like that. Even Adoka, I've heard of his name before. I like that. These other two guys I haven't really heard of. And yeah, I mean, the only name I recognize is um, Chauncey Billups, but I think he's on. He's an assistant for the Clippers right yeah, now. Yeah, right? he's. They're only looking. I think he's only looking at assistants currently because there's no. I don't think he wants Scott Brooks or like Terry Scott, Terry Stotts yeah, or any of these like failure coaches. Head coach. I think he wants a wants like a builder, like a builder up or like a fixer up or not like or like a under up and coming. That's the word I'm for up right. and coming coach. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so what, what do you what do you think of those names real quick before we move on? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Chauncey Billups is really the only one that I recognize. But um, I think it's a really good idea for Brad Stevens to look at, you know, a young up and coming coach because the Celtics are a young up and coming team. I mean, they're not as young now, but, you know, they're still young with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, Robert Williams, you know, ton of pieces that are super young guys. So I think it would be actually be a really good dynamic to kind of have a coach that's in a similar ish position to that, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. And same thing with Brad Stevens was a young coach as well when he came in. So maybe he's trying to get the same kind of, of energy and type of, I guess, coach that he was when he came in. And then yeah, I sure guess he, it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he values like just like that young fire, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You know, he kind of just wants something like that. Exactly. But yeah, I mean that's that just came out. I have no clue. I have again, I haven't done my research on the assistants because they I've never really heard any, anything come out of them because you know we've mainly heard about the head coaches like Ty Lue from the Clippers, example, you know, Steve Nash from the Nets, because he made Adoka's in that 
um, in the list. Rick Carlisle from the Mavs, and he's been doing a really good job despite, you know, how they're performing in the playoffs. But I think he's been done a really good job. So, again, I don't don't know much about these assistants. I might do more more research when the list gets shorter, maybe like the top three coaches. Hmm. But for right now, it looks like a good list. You know, we'll see what Brad Stevens does. I have confidence that he'll pick up somebody good. Like, he's not going to pick up, what is it, Scott Brooks? No. Yeah, no, I Brad Stevens is definitely a smart enough guy to pick a good coach. So yeah. I think the Celtics are in really good hands right now with him in the front office. I agree. So uh, yeah, let's move on to the playoff basketball. Since the Celtics are not here, we're going to be talking about just any any anything that happens in the playoffs. We're just going to be a regular NBA podcast till the offseason happens, and then we can talk about potential things like Kemba trades and all that stuff. You know, that's a little bit rumor, a little bit rumored. What we're, what we're going to talk trade, about? I think is coming. I think that yeah. he, he. I think he wants out, and the Celtics do not want him anymore. Yes. So lots of stuff to talk about in the offseason and draft and the draft. So because we mm-hmm. do have a couple picks that, uh, when I looked at the uh, our draft capital, we do have some some top top picks like the Memphis uh, Memphis pick this year. So mm-hmm. that might be a decent pick. So we'll see. Anyway, speaking of uh, of other teams, let's talk. Let's first talk about the Mavericks since they first they got eliminated by the Clippers. And that was the most exciting series to watch because mm-hmm. I think it's the first time in NBA playoffs that uh, that. Every both teams won all their away games except for the last one, of course, because the Clippers yeah. won at home six, game yeah, seven. But games, all won by away teams. Ex- at one game, yeah, away games, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know how to really start this because we we I I kind of predicted I predicted the Mavs actually I predicted Mavs at seven, so that I know I guess I read wrong maybe I don't know I don't know what happened I guess I guess Kawhi is finally turning up at the right time because now he's actually performing decently well mm-hmm. in the second round so. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on the maps being eliminated? Um, so I watched, I think, at least like five of their games, I think. And um something that I noticed definitely was Porzingis and just the lack of production from him as a seven foot three power forward. Um, I don't know, it was just really strange to watch him pretty much just fall apart, honestly. Um, it was, I think it was really bizarre, but at the same time, you got to give credit to Kawhi who just went Terminator mode, um, you know, forced the game seven. I think he had like 45 points and a double, double, um, you know, and then he, I think he also dropped like 45 again in game seven. Um, and he shot the ball. He's been shooting. I think the Mavs series, he was shooting like 60% from the field, um, averaging, you know, upwards of 25 to 30 points a game. So Uh, he had a great series. Um, and I think the Clippers should be kind of worried though, because I don't know how much, how well they're going to stack up against another team. That's good in the West, such as the jazz or the Suns or the nuggets, because we've seen that Paul George is still having playoff P playoff P still having troubles. Pandemic P pandemic P (laughs) he's still in the building. And I don't know why, because Paul George has like, everything I to me he has everything going for him he's a good perimeter defender he's six seven he's like great size pause um but then he had he had a great offensive oh skill set <laughs> like you know when he was in Indiana he was going toe-to-toe with LeBron um mm-hmm. and now he's just not shooting the ball well so I think do, do you know why because he gave himself the nickname playoff p you never give yourself a nickname and ever since then he's been going down the drain so that's what i've noticed but uh it's funny you bring up porzingis i was actually going to talk about porzingis like obviously you you said everything you need to say about porzingis he he seems to be inconsistent injury prone 
And I think they're the Mavs. The Mavs front office might be considering trading him because he is a big salary filler, and you're gonna have to pay Tim Hardaway in the play in the in the off season, which I think they will. I'm pretty sure they will because I think Tim Hardaway minus a couple of games in the playoffs, he's performed really well as a second yeah, complimentary yeah. piece. So yeah, Porzingis, like you said, he takes up so much salary space, and he's even like expressed his um. Like discontent, dis, yeah, discontent to stay in or whatever for being like a second option or not even like a second option. He feels like, um, I think he said like a sidekick as opposed to like yeah. a co star. Um, but <laughs> you know, when you play like the way that he's been playing, obviously, you're not going to be a co star against Luca. Um, he's not so playing to his 30 mil contract, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like he is not worth that right now. He's just not playing that well. I think they definitely need to get rid of him, otherwise, they're going to be in they're going to be in the same issue, the same problem. They're going to do pretty well in the regular season. And then, you know, he's probably going to get injured. They're going to do, you know, mediocre for the rest of the season while he's injured. Yep. And then they're going to come to the playoffs. He's going to come back. And then they're, we're all going to realize that he's just not as good as we, he should be, you know, he's seven foot three and like, oh, he's kind he of takes built threes. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. oh. He's kind of built like do you Kevin watch Durant. dude? Perfect. Do you watch dude? Perfect by any chance? Yeah, kind of. Do you watch? Did you watch the uh, the basketball pick the pickup basketball stereotypes? Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's he's, a, he's a, the tall guy who shoots threes. He's, yeah, yeah. He's the, <laughs> I was gonna send you that kind of stuff on TikTok. I was like, wait, poor Ziggins is basically that pickup basketball exactly player, a central guy who does not post up. Yeah, he shoots like, post up, you're six six. <laughs> six six. dribbles it out and shoots him in the corner. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, and he bricks it like every time. That's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. That's exactly. Dude. Perfect representation of this whole uh, Mavericks team. <laughs> Luca putting the whole team on his back, and then Porzingis oh completely crapping. He's oh, I just I just saw this. He's over five from three on Game Seven. <laughs> like, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like he shouldn't even be taking that many threes. No, I mean he he, he was a pretty good shooter, but Daniel Tice least... is a better three point shooter than he is. <laughs> Facts. Daniel, I'd rather have Daniel Tice on the three point line. Oh my god! But oh, speaking of that, actually, this is a great segue because we can because we're actually going to do this with Damian Lillard, but mm. potential oh, trade yeah. trade locate like trade spots for Porzingis, like considering mm. his health and his contract, like where do you think would be a good fit that has potential cap cap space for him? Because there's not many places that do have it. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I think that he's probably going to have to go to a small market team if he really wants to be like the number one option. Um, and even then, I think that there's like very few teams where I can see him being like the number one option just off the top of my head. I'm sure that there are some. But um, I mean, if he continues to play the, the way he does, then yeah, he's going to be a second, third option no matter where he goes. Um, I would like to see him go to a team that's kind of struggling honestly like i could see him in sacramento honestly mm -hmm. I, I could see i think, I think he'd definitely be a step up from bagley for sure mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying so um i think sacramento wouldn't be a bad idea um but that's really the only one i can think of off the top of my head because all the other teams that are coming to mind um are doing well you know mm -hmm. like i don't i don't want to see him go to the suns you know they have uh deandre ayton he's playing great um they don't need they don't need porzingis like i just can't think of a team that needs like a seven foot three guy right now that's playing like the way he is i don't know because I, I it's funny because i was looking at the teams and a lot of them have good centers or developing like young people like young guys that like they probably don't want to take on like a porzingis type guy, contract or like whatever because i was thinking yeah, about the pelicans a big contract oh pelicans that's a, that's but a, that's but a they have to pay ingram and um zion zion 
as well. And Lonzo, right? So, Lonzo's still. I think they're going to keep Lonzo for how much like he's people say he's not as efficient, but I think he's going to. They're going to keep Lonzo and keep that young core going. Well, so Lonzo I think, also kind of stepped his game up this season. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, nah, not the Pelicans. Kings is a good option. T, T- Wolves, nah. Thunder, they're trying to tank and they're trying to get, acquire young talent. So no. And Rockets they have um. Rocket, yeah, actually, Rockets have Christian Wood. Never mind. Nope. Yeah, and Christian Wood's playing really well. Um, exactly. like the Bulls have Vucevic. Um, oh, Magic actually. Yeah, Magic is the only team I can see that landing because Cavs have Jared Allen and a young core that they're trying to develop as well. Mm-hmm. Pistons are starting to dra- uh, doing the same thing as the Thunder, basically trying to dra- acquire draft capital and uh, you know, build up the young guys. So I mean, Hornets could see another spot maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't Hornets with you know Lamelo, Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward and. Porzingis could be a great thing because they really don't have any offensive bigs on yeah, their team. All they have is Cody Zeller, and he, yeah, if someone comes in and push, he'll push um, Cody Zeller to the bench. Sorry, Cody, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'd be a good, a good spot. So I'm going to say for me, I think the Magic or the Hornets for me, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's really it. I don't I don't think anyone else is cap space because I think Gordon Hayward. Yeah, for the I think the I think the Hornets will have enough cap space with Miles Bridges and yeah, Lamelo with their rookie contracts. So, yeah, they should have enough cap space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say the Hornets. But yeah, yeah I mean, I any other Magic are definitely good. I still I still stand by the Kings as well. Kings. I think you'd be good on the Kings. I agree. Uh, any other last comments about the Mavericks other than Luca? Still my MVP choice. Like he car- basically carried the Mavericks to Game Seven. Yeah, so. seriously, he put that whole team on his back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nothing else other than Luca just was playing out of his mind, but he just he needs more help, you know. Yeah. Or at least I think also a big problem was they probably they kept going to Porzingis throughout the series. Um, I think if they kind of just like stopped giving him shots, then maybe you know they would have played, um, they would have ended up with the dub. But yeah. um is what it is. Yeah, Tim Hardaway also didn't like he's inconsistent, but he's still a good piece. And I wish he was a little more consistent to be that second option, but he yeah. isn't. You know, we'll see what he does with, with his bigger contract. But uh, I mean, I guess the next uh, next team we'll go on to is the Trailblazers because a big uh, story came out of that that team uh, after they got eliminated with the Damian Lillard stuff. But uh, just overall with the team stuff first, like what are your thoughts on the Blazers getting eliminated that quickly against uh, who are they play? <laughs> Again, who are they, uh, Nuggets, Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Nuggets and Trailblazers both really good teams. I get Jokic just it's he's too hard to stop you know Jokic mm-hmm. is really difficult and the trailblazers um I could be wrong but right off the top of my head they're not known as a crazy defensive team other than like Nurkic really Nurkic wasn't even that defensive exactly good. yeah so like who's even there to oh, stop Jokic? here here's to help your point <laughs> the trailblazers are ranked 30 29th out of 30th in the league for defense yeah exactly they're <laughs> oh my who's, God. who's the worst is it the Nets uh, it might be because there, there's actually funny enough. The, the Portland Trailblazers are second in offense, mm-hmm. but they're yeah, 29th in defense. That doesn't. That's the same exact position that the Nets are in. I'm pretty sure the Nets are like number one offensive and yeah. the last defensive. But um, yeah, dude, I don't know. I think that Damian Lillard needs to. If he wants to win a ring, he's got to get out of Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't stay there. And um, actually, I'll, I'll say my comments real quick. And the Nets are, by the way, are twenty third and twenty third in defense. But nice. my quick thing about the Blazers, uh, Nurkic played like crap. That didn't help. And uh, I mean, McCollum did what he could as a second option. So I think he played fine. I think Miller, Lillard basically played the Luca role and carried the team. Mm-hmm. 
Covington played all right. Norman Powell, looking at that trade, I'd rather have Gary Trent just because you would have him for longer. And I think he would have been more explosive in the in the playoffs because I think Norman Powell is just a vanilla Gary Trent type. They're both the same type of player. I think just hmm. Gary Trent would have been that that energy and that explosiveness off the yeah, bench or wherever both of, them, both of them were playing. Gary Trent and Norman Powell were both playing well on their respective teams, on the Blazers yeah. and the Raptors the when they were both on those teams, and then they traded. And then they both – like, I, I think Gary Trent continued to play pretty well. But, um, yeah. yeah, Norman Powell definitely had to take a step back because um, Damian Lillard is the, obviously the main offensive piece to that team. Yeah, and he, by the way, he um, – what is it? Norman Powell averaged 17 points in the playoffs, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a, so, a solid production. I'm quickly him. looking at the stats. Um, no, so Gary Trent did not make the playoffs this year, but Norman Powell did, of course, because the Raptors were terrible this year. Yeah. Mello, I'm I'm honestly so I guess I can't rely on Mello anymore, can you? Like to be that takeover option, but he still yeah, played he well. Is. I mean he is old. He is old, yeah. So I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the roster. Like, I don't know what you do with this team because Remember that McCollum is making like 30 plus mil and Dame is making 40 plus mil with this team. And then not to mention Nurkic's contract is not that great either. Yeah. And they're still considered a small market team. Yeah. Who wants to play in Portland? Nobody, apparently. Exactly. No one wants to go to Portland. (laughs) Dame is the only thing that's like keeping Portland relevant right now. If he leaves um, and they blow the team up, I don't know who's going to come back to Portland. Who's going to get, who's going to go to Portland. They're going to have to rebuild based on the draft picks that they get. If they do blow up the team. Yeah. Nurkic is actually on a friendly contract, only 12 mil. And he definitely played like 12 mil because he was, he was like, apparently apparently he averaged five turnovers or five personal fouls per game. He was basically almost fouling out every game. That's apparently a stat I saw. So yeah, he was playing terrible. <laughs> so yeah, and he's not even like that good of a great of a defender. So like, why is he he's serviceable him? at best? I would say. Yeah. So like, why is he fouling that much? <laughs> oh my god! I sorry. I, I was reading the. If you read the group me, I I I'm not gonna show this on screen because it's uh it's our little uh fraternity stuff. But uh, it's just funny. I'm gonna let you read that. But I think my thing. We're gonna transition to. I actually let me give some praise to the Nuggets. They played really well. <laughs> they played really well. And I really love how Aaron Gordon stepped into the role in the playoffs. And, like, he rarely got to play in the playoffs with the Magic. And I think he plays a serviceable role in the Nets. I'm like, I mean, on the Nets. Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, he's, nuggets. I thought to give him props. I, too. I was like, yeah, yeah, Aaron Gordon on the Nets. Aaron <laughs> Gordon in the Nets. Yeah. That's, I'm surprised that uh, – What's his name? Capazzo played decently well for being how short he is, but yeah, dude, he no, he's playing like surprisingly well for sure. For, and he just got blocked by CP3 about ten minutes ago, but we're, we're not yeah, gonna talk I, about it. Tell me about that. But yeah, more, uh, more. I think Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, and Frank Capazzo stepped up to be great guard pieces without mm-hmm. Jamal Murray there, so they didn't really lose anything. So I actually good job, like to the like you said, what Aaron Gordon's doing. Sorry to cut you off, but like you yeah. said, what Aaron Gordon's doing for the Nuggets. Um, I also really love what he's doing because he's not like we, we, he's not a an amazing offensive player. He definitely has a game. There's no doubt about that. Um, and he knows that. So like he's taking, I think, the perfect amount of shots. Like he's not taking shots away from other players. He's knocking his shots down. I think he was averaging like 16 points on the season, which is solid production. Um, you know, from that guy, he's playing like um, E5. Are you talking about from Orlando or are you talking from Denver? Because he averaged 10 points on Denver. 10 points on Denver. But he averaged 13.5 in the playoffs. 
So okay, so yeah, so we see. I think like how many? What's what was his like field goal percentage and shots? So let's let's do effective field goal, which accounts for two threes and field goals. Mm-hmm. He uh, or his free throws. He had an effective field goal percentage of fifty three percent. Okay, that's not that's pretty good. Three point percentage was fifty percent in the playoffs. Really, he's shooting fifty percent from three from three in the playoffs, and he shoots about two point five attempts per game. So that's pretty good. That's solid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's not taking away shots from other pieces, but he, you know, he's knocking the shots down when he has them. Yeah, and let's see, defensive win shares about at a point uh, six, so that's okay. That's all they really need him to do. He's really a really good serviceable piece just because Porter and Jokic are really taking that lead role on the team. Hmm. So yeah, Eric Gordon does not have to step up really like he did in Orlando. So, Yeah, big step up for sure. But, yeah, let's move on to the Damian Lillard stuff because I've already you, – you want to tell me about – you want to tell the audience about the cryptic uh, stuff that you are talking about earlier with the – Oh, Instagram? yeah, so I think it was an Instagram caption or uh, a tweet or something that he sent out. Mm-hmm. But it basically said um, – actually, let me see if I can find it because that might take too long. But um, uh, it basically, it boiled down to him, like, saying, like, how long can I be, you know, like, this loyal – um, he didn't like call out the Trailblazer or anything, but I think it's yeah. pretty obvious that he's talking about them. Um, yeah, so I think that he is realizing that he's not going to be able to win a ring in Portland if he doesn't, if if they don't bring in the pieces that they need. But at the same time, you can't really bring in those kind of pieces when you have Dame, CJ on a small market team. They don't have the cap space to really bring in like that third option that's really going to like turn up and make them a championship contender. Um, so, yeah, if he wants to win a chip, I think he needs to leave Portland for sure. Or take a pay cut, which I would we'll I would suggest. But mm-hmm. he's not going to take a pay cut. So right. let's talk about trade options because I want to bring this up first because I'm a Celtics fan. There is an option to trade him to, sell, to, to, to Boston because you have that big contract in Kemba to use his sell, salary filler, and you can you have a ton, of, a ton of young guys that you can put in there, uh, give to uh, Portland to develop. So they can get get younger and just develop, just I guess develop, I guess as a younger team, and then we can give a win now situation uh, with if we have Damian Lillard and you know Jason Tatum and Brown, we still have our core core guys from our team plus Damian Lillard would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good step up, and we can make a big run in the playoffs if we had that. Yeah, I think another I think, team that came up. Oh, don't yeah. you think it's going to be kind of tough though for the Celtics to trade for Dame if they're not offering like let's say Jalen Brown? Because like I mean. As the as the Portland GM, if you come up to me and say, "Let's do straight up one for one, Dame." Oh no, 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 like, no, 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 like, no! It's not going to be straight up. Like the goal, the trade would be against okay, so Kemba, two young, two to three young players, and then two to three draft picks. That would be the okay. package just for just for just Dame. Yeah, okay. the big blockbuster trade. Like it would not just be a straight up swap because that'd be yeah, dumb. I don't think anyone, no, no one in their right mind would go for that. No one would go for that. But I think that I guess I think the the Trailblazers GM is going to be really cautious about who they're going to trade for and like what they're going to need to get back for him. Mm-hmm. Another team that looked interesting to me was actually funny enough either the Lakers or or what was it? I think the Sixers. I I said I was saying Lakers or Heat. Yeah. Again, Just, I don't. Like, you put you pack it like. Oh Schroeder. no 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 wait not to Dame no 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 uh, I was thinking of Kemba my bad yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> who, who did I did I say anyone for Dame? you said the Heat I think you said the Heat when we were talking about it for, I think for I Dame said I could see him on the Heat Dame, but yeah um yeah I don't know where Dame should go honestly I think I think what, what I was looking at was Lakers or or um Lakers or what did I say Sixers that's right I'm looking for a win now team that can take on cap space. 
and have tradable assets. So basically I'm looking at the Sixers, looking at Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul being traded for a couple picks. And then you would get, so basically you would be pairing up Joel Embiid with Damian Lillard, which I think is a great pairing better than Ben Simmons and um, yeah, Joel Embiid. And you, you would still have Tobias Harris. So you would have those big, basically you have a big three in, in, in Philly with Lillard, Tobias Harris and, and Embiid. And then the Lakers and, side, you would probably. You Steph Curry as well on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. You probably have to trade him, but if not, you you would have another good complimentary piece. But then the Lakers, you would trade Schroeder, Kuzma, whatever, and then you would have AD, Lillard, and LeBron. Dude, Kuzma, home. Oh yeah, God. I know. We can talk about it all day. We can actually let's talk about the we can talk about the Lakers after real quick. But um, yeah, F you know whatever about Kuzma. But point being, Lillard with the Lakers would be amazing. I think that'd be fun. Again, I'm looking for a win now team. I don't think Lillard is going to like a developing small market team like the. Like like he is in the Blazers right now, so let's yeah, go look exactly. at a win now, big market team. If yeah, if he's gonna leave Portland, he's gonna go to a championship contender or a team that will be a championship contender with his addition. That's why I'm saying the Celtics. Yeah, as a Celtics fan, so I mean the Nets don't really need him. I don't think you're gonna get Damian yeah, Lillard. Let's get Dame. Let's have James Harden, KD, Kyrie Irving. Let's have James Harden play the small Dame forward Lillard. position. That's a great idea. <laughs> Hell no. Anyway. But yeah, that's like my thing. Like, did you want to say the Heat or anything else for the team? Um, I kind of, I think I said the Heat when we were talking about Kemba. Yeah, I think I might have misspoke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that's really it. And let's let's move on to the Lakers because we were just talking about them. Mm-hmm. Did we talk? I don't think we never we didn't even talk about the Lakers this whole time. No, we didn't we never bring up talked. their LeBron's first first round exit in his entire yeah. career. I mean, that's surprising, but I'm also not surprised comparing to the team that he had to play against because I was actually skeptical that the Suns were going to beat him, but they did. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know I know James roasted me for it because he's a Suns fan, so he's of course he's going to be biased towards this team, which mm-hmm. is a fair a fair point. Now you see, see we have 2020 hindsight, and you see that they beat him in six yeah, games, not in seven. I had I had LeBron seven again. I had LeBron seven. So mm-hmm. I, I first, I mean, I'm going to get my first thoughts real quick because it is really hard to see not LeBron not in the playoffs, but also he does not have a good supporting cast as we talked about Kuzma. Schroeder, <laughs> THT, yeah, well. yeah, THT, uh, yeah, they're they're all none like not his, none of his pieces were playing, even like mediocre. Yeah, and he, look at him. He, you watch him walk out like halfway through the fourth quarter. He just yeah. gave up. And he just gave up, dude. Like, which just, honestly, I that like rattled me. That I rattled me because like you see him carry the Cleveland Cavaliers with nobody, nobody's about five six years ago. Yeah, and, and now even he's if, like I know. He's, I know he's too old to like really carry a team like that again, but I feel like it's just such a bad look to like leave like that in the middle of the game. It is. Like, your team's down. It's an elimination game. Like, I don't know. It's just like very. You would see LeBron out there fighting to get his team back into contention. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's very unlike him. I think it was really strange. Yeah. Again, I don't think LeBron's going to be like that next year. I think they're. I think the Lakers are going to make some big moves in the offseason to try to get him another piece or some more bench pieces that are good and then trade away all the bad pieces, of course. Yeah, they just got to so, get rid of people, honestly. Kuzma. 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 Got to get should rid have, of Kuzma. Dude, they should have tried to – I thought, you know, back when the AD trade happened, I really thought they should have traded Kuzma while his value his, his value was high and keep Ingram mm-hmm. or Ball. Yeah, I think Ball – Lonzo Ball actually low-key would have been – a fun way to a person to pair with LeBron. So that's like, I think I, well, I think back when I, when that trade happened, I think I was hoping that we're keep, uh, keep Lonzo. So yeah. that was my little thought on that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, Lakers, it was obvious why they lost. There was nothing really much to talk about. It's just sad to see LeBron without in the in, not in the playoffs. And it also makes also have you seen this thing about like about I it's it's a more of a small thing that like people are creating to critique, but like everyone's saying, oh, this playoffs is gonna suck. Oh, Joker winning the MVP is pointless because LeBron ain't the MVP or something like that. Or like LeBron's on the playoffs. That means this playoffs would be more boring. Like not as not as like not many like people. Every 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 like ESPN like guys or a lot of like a big media guys are like yeah LeBron or like if LeBron's not in the oh shit oh shit yeah if LeBron's not in the playoffs the playoffs are not going to be as fun to watch and I think that's false but that's you know I'm I, honestly I've had so much fun watching these playoffs so far yeah I, I think most NBA NBA fans will agree with us yo I don't think there's there hasn't been. Just off the top of my head right now, the series that I've been watching, I like haven't really been bored at all. Exactly. Um, it's been exciting. Yeah, like all the teams are play. Like it looks like they're playing hard. You know. Um, I, I honestly I do not like Trey Young, but I like watching the Hawks kind of just like torch the East. Um, yeah. And they weren't supposed to at all. Set um, the East on fire. <laughs> yeah, he. They're literally torching every. I mean, not everybody, but um. Yeah, I think it's been really exciting playoffs. So if you think that, not you specifically, but, um, you know, general NBA population, if you think that, you know, LeBron not being in the playoffs is going to make it boring, just turn the TV on, man. I think you're sorely mistaken. Tell all the ESPN and all these, like, big media heads, because I I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, Yeah. it was just funny to hear that. And I was like, come on, man. You got to watch some actual basketball, not just watch watch LeBron and who they play because that's just pointless. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you really just, like, going to be sitting there thinking, like, oh, LeBron's going to win another chip? Like, that's not fun. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a LeBron fanboy. I'm I'm an NBA fanboy. But – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's uh let's begin of the games. Let's let's talk about uh it's an interesting story that came out. Nets versus Bucks, and you can talk about it a lot. Bucks are getting yeah. swept like the Heat were in the last series, last round. Yeah, I don't know so. what's going on with the Bucks. Actually, I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody can guard Kevin Durant. It's just <laughs> not possible. Watching him play, I mean, he's breaking through double teams. He's passing out of double teams. Um, he's tall as hell. He's like a seven foot, basically a guard. He moves like a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Giannis is just not able to guard him for whatever reason. Um, which I think is bizarre because Giannis is the reigning MVP and defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, except for as of like tonight, I think they named Rudy <laughs> defensive player of the year for this yep. season. But, and MVP um, is Joker as well. Last yeah, night. which I was super happy about, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the bucks. Cause I was, nervous going in with the Bucks because I, I didn't think that it was going to be like this at all. I was like expecting like a hard fought seven game series, um, you know, like six or seven games. Um, and one of the main pieces that I was looking at was um, Drew Holiday being able to like, because he's a great defensive player, um, yep. one of the best defensive guards in the league. And um, I thought he was going to give our guards a lot of problems, but um, you know, Kyrie is still playing well. James Harden has been out and KD isn't guarded by Drew Holiday. And even if he is, he shoots right over him. Yep. So <laughs> the Bucks are having a really hard time defending this Nets team. And the Nets bench players are also turning up. Mike James is playing well. Bruce Brown's playing. Mike well. James. Who? Um, who? Yeah, wait, exactly. wait, who? did you see that meme? Is like Mike James, like, like, bro, who is, who, who is, who the F is the, like, who the F is the Yeah, like, playing? who are these people? I, I, I texted, <laughs> I texted you the other day. I was watching the Nets game and I was like, for the first time this season, some guy checked in and I was like, who are you? <laughs> <I've never laughs> All of you. NBA Twitter was like, who is this guy? 
Yeah, like seriously, because scored ten uh, points, ten yeah, points like on the I think game two, game two, yeah, yeah, he had like ten points or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, dude, like all the all the bench pieces for the Nets are coming together really nice, which I wasn't expecting at all because mm-hmm. I thought that we traded our entire bench over for James Harden. But <laughs> yep, I think a lot of credit needs to go to Steve Nash as well. Um, I think he's been coaching the Nets very well they're doing an amazing job obviously they have a lot of talent but um I mean just the way that they're playing I think you can't just attribute I mean I don't know it's tough I think obviously it's a lot on KD Kyrie and Harden just being amazing players but um yeah I think a lot of it comes from Steve Nash as well because we see when the bench unit comes out for the Nets it's not a complete blowout on the other side you know what I mean? Like, cause I was expecting this season to be, okay, we have to outscore the hell out of whatever team we're playing when our big three are on the floor. And then we kind of just take what we can get when the bench is on, but um, that's not been the case at all. You know, the bench players are playing great. Um, and I love it. I love what I'm saying. Yeah. And, uh, my, my quick thing is that of course you mentioned it. So they're not playing with Harden. Steve Nash gives a lot. I'm giving Steve Nash a lot more credit than, I used to because I had major doubts that the Nets were going to play well with Steve Nash, but they have. So good job for him. Second of all, you know, Joe Harris is still playing amazing. Bruce Brown's still playing amazing. I can't even believe I forgot about him. Yeah, you forgot about him because KD's playing so good. Second of all, why do they have PJ Tucker on KD when they should be having Giannis on KD 24 7? That's one thing I could see that could be a fault of the Bucks. Second of all, they're playing this weird, I saw them a couple times playing this weird zone that's allowing basically KD to just pull up anywhere he wants to make because the zone has a few pockets that are of course every zone has a few weak spots and yeah. katie can is, is a sniper from everywhere around the court so why are you and playing you a zone with, Ky- I with katie i i think i also saw that they were running like some kind of box thing or whatever. exactly um and i was like are we watching college like what the hell is this yeah um, that that like, made no we sense. saw we saw the heat uh, last year do a box against Giannis, and it worked because Giannis can't really shoot Yep. But you can't play a box against some guy who, like you said, is a sniper. He'll torch you from anywhere on the court. You yep. know, you can't give him any sort of opening, especially with his length. He's seven feet tall. You know, like you just can't give him that kind of kind of space. Because if you know, you, you know, who's also seven feet, basically seven feet tall, Giannis, who should be guarding yeah, KD, who should be guarding KD, defense, reigning defensive player of the year from last year. So I don't get it, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's been really weird, but I'm I'm happy with it as a Nets fan. I'm loving what, loving what yep. KD is doing, and I, and I'm surprised they're giving Brooke Lopez this much time, like time on the court, because I think they're running. No, they're still running Blake Griffin, but like, what do you really need Blake Griffin, like Brooke Lopez to guard Blake Griffin? You could probably could put PJ Tucker on him and run a small ball line. I don't know, man. I don't know how to fix this thing. Boone Hoser has to figure it out because I'm not yeah, the coach. He's got to do something. Else. He, he figured out how to stop the, the heat. I'm sure he can find get a couple games out of the Nets before he gets eliminated because I'm assuming that my little prediction is that the Nets are going to win in six. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a sweep. And I don't even want it to be a sweep, honestly, because that's no. like not as exciting. I want to see like a hard-fought battle. I was expecting like some crazy battle between – you know, the Nets big three and then Giannis and Drew Holiday. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, but, Middleton. I would say even a big three because I think Middleton's been playing really well personally. So, I, I again, I don't – again, I guess obviously we mentioned a few things that were wrong. They did wrong, obviously, playing a box and having P.J. Tucker on 
on KD for like half of the times, which mm. is weird. Uh, not half of the time, but point being, they still matched up K- PJ Tucker on KD, which is dumb. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's just uh, Bucks need to figure it out in the next couple of games, especially at home. They got the next two games at home, so they better figure it out. And if they, I think, if, I think yeah. they can come out and win this game three at home, um, yeah. the Bucks can, just because I think they're gonna have like my prediction is Giannis is gonna kind of slap himself in the face and be like, okay, like we gotta like buckle the hell down, you know, and like figure out what's going on. Um, I think that, you know, he might be able to go into beast mode for like a couple games, but um, I don't know, dude, it's going to be really tough for him because he can't shoot. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard to be a good NBA player and not shoot, you know? Exactly. And he still, he still has a jump shot problem, just like Ben Simmons and it's going to hurt him. But mm-hmm. again, they have problem as well. Both Ben Simmons and Giannis are having massive <laughs> <zero> prob- problems. <laughs> like <Yep>. so bad. <laughs> yeah. So, it is funny that the last thing I want to mention that the Bucks have decent shooters like on the team. They got P- Pat Connaughton, Drew Holiday can make shots, Middleton can make shots, and uh, PJ Brent Tuck- For- Brent Forbes, Brent Forbes. That's what I'm thinking PJ about. PJ Tucker's been like leading the league in corner threes, um, not recently, but I know he led the league for like a couple seasons. Yeah. Um, so they have good shooters. Yeah, Giannis needs to drive and kick it. Yeah. And basically, I think that'll force Steve Nash to basically make a game plan to, to make a bo- an example, like shrink the floor, make a box zone formation that'll allow him to stop Giannis, which will allow, again, the shooters to get open. That's kind of the game plan you need to run with Giannis, like because he's so unstoppable. I don't think KD can stop him, so they we definitely have to not. play smaller. We were and, talking about it before. Um, KD has one inch on him, but Giannis has at least 50 pounds. Yep. I know Giannis is like 240. I don't know what KD's weight is off the top of my head, but I can't imagine it's, it's anywhere close much to that. higher than like 190. Honestly, let me see. I'm actually going to look that right now. Okay. Yeah, Katie, look it up because I think 190 is like highball on it. Giannis is 242. Yeah. So he's a and big ass dude. KD is, oh, what the? He's 240. KD's 240. What? He only Giannis only has two to three pounds on him at most. He's two forty. Yeah, he's two forty. How is that even possible? He looks like a stick. Yeah, he's two forty, two hundred forty pounds. I'm gonna double check this right now because that does not look right. There's uh, no way. Uh, yeah. So you learned something new that Katie is basically the same, like size. Yeah, two forty two for Giannis. Yeah, so basically he's two pounds on Giannis. Think about that. Think about that's probably. I guess it doesn't help. I guess Giannis doesn't have the size advantage. Maybe he has the muscle advantage, but he doesn't have the size advantage. That's kind of funny. Yeah, you I, saw. You seeing it? That <laughs> blows my mind. You learned something new. I, I didn't look up Katie's weight at all prior to this conversation. You just assumed he's looking small. at him. I assumed that he couldn't even break two hundred, but Giannis only has a couple pounds on him. So honestly, that's probably a part of it because. KD can, I mean, he is, you know, like a stick figure, but um, <laughs> obviously, you know, he can body Giannis a little bit in the paint. Um, yeah. So it's going to be hard. It's It's been hard for Giannis to score, so that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny we saw that. Like, it's just funny to see that, like, the last, like, I guess this is a closing remark, KD is heavier than you think. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, like, I don't know anybody <laughs> thought, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but I did not think that he would be too yeah. even close to 240. I didn't even think he was going to break 200. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought it was I like 190. Feet, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, that's like 
That's the last. I mean, that's the last thing. Unless you had any other closing Nets remarks for the for the rest of the series. No, not really. Um, yeah, just Budenholzer needs to figure out a defensive game plan that's actually going to work, and an or offensive else game plan. Like, yeah. Bucks are a mess right now. Or else the Nets are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think a lot of people are predicting the Nets to be the to be the um, the I guess NBA champion at this rate. Yeah, I mean, I know I saw the um like the the sports book odds for I think it was DraftKings or something. Nets yeah, are at like plus two forty right now, and then the next highest team is like plus five hundred or something. Do you know so what the that team are, is? I think it was the Sixers. That makes sense. Yeah, Might be the Sixers. I could be wrong, but um, point is that the Nets are heavily favored to win the championship. Um, and after the Harden trade, I think I've said this a million times, if we don't win the championship, it's going to be very embarrassing for us. I think Brooklyn might burn this burn down. <laughs> I think the streets might burn down. Yeah, if they and don't then win. we're going to get clowned on by all the Knicks fans. It's going to be bad. <laughs> but so, be but really the Knicks bad. fans got eliminated by the Hawks in the first round yeah, <laughs> with the Knicks Young having the best defense in the league. Rent-free in every New Yorker's head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking of, of the Hawks, do you want to talk – okay, I'm going to ask this live, but do you want to talk about Hawks versus Sixers or Je- or I guess currently the Suns versus Nuggets is playing right now? But do you want to talk about any of those games? Minus that um, CP3 got a CP3 block composo, but we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I'm going to worry about that. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that the Nuggets Suns matchup kind of speaks for itself a little bit. It's really going to be up to those, just however each of those big pieces play, which yeah. is pretty um, obvious. But um, no, like I think that that series really does speak for itself because the Suns have the capability to win, the Nuggets have the capability to win. Um, and it's a, like a massive toss up right now. Um, yeah, well, not really a toss up right now because the Suns yeah, are up against the Nuggets 95 to 70. 95 to 70? Yeah, it's 25 points in the fourth quarter. I see. The Nuggets, Nuggets are in trouble. But <laughs> the Nuggets are in trouble. They're home next game. So we'll yeah. see what happens. But um, I did want to talk about the Sixers just really quick because um, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and just how. Um, mediocre i don't know even the word for it he seems to be playing um well i wouldn't say mediocre i mean because... no, he's putting up good numbers dude but like at the end of games he's such a liability at the free throw line the knicks were who oh no not the knicks who were they playing who were the sixers playing uh, what, the, the hawks yeah no, oh, no, wizards no, uh, in the last round um yeah. Yeah, the Wizards literally it was like a hack hack a shack kind of thing. Like they would, just, they would just Al Ben Simmons put him on the free throw line and he misses two. Oh my god. All right, I'm gonna give you the stat right now because this will help prove your point. In the playoffs, Ben Simmons is averaging his percentage at the free throw line this playoffs is 32 percent. Oh my god. Oh that my indeed. So oh, my. oh my indeed. That is 32%. so bad. How many attempts does he have per game? Uh, oh my god, he's He's averaging 5.7, so basically six attempts per game. That's terrible. Like, that's, oh my, indeed. Getting like one or two, <laughs> like one to two free throws a game. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, Tobias, oh. you know, it's, who's carrying that team? Tobias Harris is carrying that team for sure. I mean, Tobias Joel is doing his thing. I'm not going to discredit Joel, but Tobias Harris is definitely that two, that number two option that mm. Ben Simmons, yeah. Ben Simmons, he, he definitely, be. yeah, he definitely stepped like him and Ben Simmons kind of switch places. Um, <laughs> yep. That's why I'm saying yeah, the Ben Simmons yeah, trade might know, be it might be a thing. Liability now. The Ben Simmons trade might be a thing because look what Tobias Harris is doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, they definitely are going to want to keep Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris together. 
Um, and yeah, they need to get rid of Ben Simmons. He does not work well with Embiid at all. Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball. We've been every NBA play analyst slash anybody fan has been like, yeah, we all agree on those type of like exactly. they it's don't not, work well together. All you have to do is watch one game, and you can see that those two do not work together at all because they have a very similar play style, except Embiid can shoot better. Yeah, like Embiid can shoot better than the guard, you know. And granted, yeah, six ten, but still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, the only thing I would say is that Joel Embiid's in more injury prone, but I think he's play, I think he's been healthy all this season, right? Like a couple um, of minor I injuries. He was minor. out for the for the regular season for a little bit, and I think he left one of the Wizards games uh, early for an injury. Mm. But I think oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, people were saying that he's not gonna he was gonna be potentially out for the Hawks series because like a like a like um I think it's calf or something. I don't know, something in his legs. I don't know what injury yeah. Point being that people were saying that he was gonna be out for at least four or five of the Hawks games, and they're saying Hawks are gonna win because Joel ain't gonna be there. Yeah, but, but um, he's here and he's been playing well. And he's dominating. But yeah, I mean that's really it for the other games that like quick comments. I mean this playoff has been very fun to watch. I think it's one of the most fun playoffs I've watched in a while considering we had the Clippers series. That was fun. Celtics, of course, you know, we tried our best. I was there live. Tried our best. That was a good series, honestly. I, didn't, I think it was a good warm-up for the Nets is what I'm I'm going to place that as. It was a warm-up for the Nets. But also, I think it puts, like, the Celtics, it kind of um puts you guys, like, into perspective a little bit in that, like, all right. We're supposed to lose. What, like, here's what we got to do. Well, I mean, yeah, you were supposed to lose, but, like, here's what we got to do, you know, for next season. And I think – I think you know, when like, Jalen Brown gets healthy, healthy, that's yeah, the first thing. Yeah, people are healthy. And like I said at the beginning, Brad Stevens being uh, in the front office, I think the Celtics are in a really good spot right now. They have a lot to look forward to for the next season. And if we get Damian Lillard – Even more so. Could be – Could be uh, could be championship. Could be a championship contender. They would absolutely become a championship contender as soon as Dame gets there. Yeah, and uh, let's see. I, I, what was there? Was there? A, I thought there was an interesting lot um, story that came out of the NBA. Something is it something about Bradley Beal? No, crap. There was somebody who wanted to get traded, and I forgot who it was. But I think it's funny enough. I think it was like either Jimmy Butler or Bradley Beal wanted to get potentially. I have potential thoughts of getting traded. I wanted to be traded. Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler potentially. Yeah. I hope not. I love Jimmy on the Heat. I I like that too. I just like. Again, I forgot who it was because there's a lot of interesting stories the past two weeks that we haven't got, we didn't really get to talk about on the on the pod. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know a lot of playoff stuff as well. It's we we've, we've been so busy, and it's just funny enough we barely we like we're recording this at like eleven thirty right now. Eleven thirty, the Suns game is still going. You know, yeah. <laughs> let's busy, look at the we're busy boys. James we're isn't busy even boys. here because he's James probably sleep sleeping. Yeah, I want to try to keep again. I'm surprised. Like we're so busy, but I really want to try to pump these up because it's playoff season and it's so much, so much fun things, so many fun things to talk about. Yeah. And by next week, we should have. Um, let's see. Da-da-da. By next week, we should have basically almost most of the games in round two be done or like basically decided at that point, unless mm-hmm. it ends up being like a Clippers Mavs where it ends up being game seven. But I think most of these games are pretty clear cut for the most part. Yeah, so, I don't know, dude. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, game sevens could be could be in abundance for the second round. I don't know. I'm only one I see is Clippers Jazz. It's the only one I see. 
I see Clippers Jazz. Um, if the Bucks can figure their shit out, um, then I think that they they can go to a seven game series with the Nets. But as of right now, the Nets are torching them. But yep. um, I can see the Hawks and Philly going to Game Seven as well. Really? Mm-hmm. I know. I really. I, I genuinely do see that because you're, you're, um, you. Okay, hold on. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. Like, explain why you think that could be a Game yeah, Seven. So let, I do me, not me, have hope that the Hawks. I think I have, I have the Hawks. I have the Sixers in five or six. So, All right, so yeah, let me let me explain myself because it may be a little bit of a hot take, but I can see yes. that game going to Game Seven because um, we've seen Trey Young is playing very well. Um, you know, he's not scoring as much as he usually does, but he's facilitating. He's kicking it out to his shooters. Um, he he can hit the floater like exceptionally well. He can hit it over Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Um, like him driving into the paint is not really a problem for him at all. Mm. Um, you know, he can lob it up to Collins or Capella. Um, so yeah, Trey Young has a lot of pieces surrounding him. Plus Bogdanovich is shooting very well. Gallinari is shooting well. Um, Kevin Herter even shot well, uh, last game. So I think with all these pieces like coming together, it could be a fluke, you know, where like all those, like a perfect storm kind of thing where all the pieces come together, but if they mm-hmm. continue to play like that, then I can definitely see them going to game seven, especially if Damn. Ben Simmons is at the free throw line as much as he should be. <laughs> what Ben Simmons free throw is going to be the downfall of the Sixers. That'd be kind of Honestly, funny. And that would be the what? funniest storyline to if come it, out of the playoffs. That would be so funny. And if it is, dude, like Philly's burning to the ground. Philly's burning to the ground. Dude, you know, you've seen the Philly parades and like how bad Philly fans are. Like Imagine that city burnt to the crisp because of the, the because Ben Simmons, Simmons free, throws. free throws. Like I can literally picture it right now. It's like it's like zero seconds. Ben Simmons has to make one free throw, like sends the game into overtime or, you know, wins the game or whatever. Um, he bricks both of them. He totally does. <laughs> he totally bricks both free throws. And then Philadelphia um, is now burnt to the ground because they're so – And now crazy. Matt will have to find a new home. Exactly. Yeah. Then yeah, Parrish is gonna have to find somewhere else to live. Our FYR, boy Parrish lives near Philly, and I think his city might as well, his town might as well get burned down with it. So, if it, but yeah, like that's if it for ben the podcast. His plan is uh, if if the series comes down to three throws, yeah, Philly is in a lot of screw. Trouble. It. <laughs> screw. In a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's it for the podcast. You can tell our energy started to dive a little bit just because I think we talked about anything we wanted to talk about. It was it's a lot of fun, and hopefully there's more stuff to talk about next week because maybe some team gets eliminated. We might learn some new new stories from the NBA because you know all these uh, other teams that are out in the playoffs have some you know off season off season moves going. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. There's not going to stop, and we're going to hopefully keep 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 this uh, keep this podcast going because uh, last week was a uh, kind of just a me filler uh, podcast, but I think this week oh. Happy 20. Happy 20 podcast. Is this our 20th episode? This is our 20th episode. Hey, I forgot to mention that our first one. But anyone who made it to this far in the podcast, happy 20th because we are going to keep this going. We and got 20 episodes in. We got many more to come. This far. I don't know how you can listen to us talk for this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Some people are. I'm, so, I'm still getting constant constant views. I'm surprised. Like I'm Even if I don't promote you, it, I think I get a views. couple of those views or at least one of those views per week is my mother <laughs> a couple of those views are coming from my mother hey by the way we had a by the way we do have tiktok now and one of the tiktoks did blow up relative to most of our other content so i'm I, compared to like the usual 40 that we get 
No, no, we usually get a constant like 170 to 200, and then we got one that was like 700. So I said that, that, uh, that was the intro that you posted, right? No, 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 no. It was the uh, what was it? I gotta tell you which one it is. Uh, oh, the Tatum scoring 60s uh, thing it was Booker versus Tatum, and then like you know, James being all like, oh, Booker's gonna be next Kobe or some crap. I was like, no, it's like, <laughs> no. Oh my god, yeah, that was it was great. But TikTok is another fun thing. So if you want to check out some dumb content that you know me editing some dumb stuff from the podcast it's yeah, there whenever we say something dumb yeah it, it goes right to tiktok right to tiktok but yeah until next week we got so much to talk about so till next week boys see ya peace okay.